0: Alhamdulillah, wa ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. We should always be praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon all conditions. We send blessings and salutations upon those who were sent to us to remind us about the good, to remind us constantly about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. We should always pray for them. We should always seek the help of Allah, not just for us, but for them too. The leader of the lot is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the best of creation, the most noble of all prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon him, his household, his companions, all those who struggled and strove through the years, through the generations, in order to preserve the deen, in order to convey it in a way that today it has gotten to us. My brothers, my sisters, this is a very, very happy day. If I were to tell you that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa says, "Afwalu ayyamid dunya, The best days of the whole world, the best day of the whole world is the day of the sacrifice. This would mean that today is the most powerful day in the Muslim calendar, in its totality, subhanallah. And the best ibadah, an act of worship that a believer could engage in on this day is the sacrifice itself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to participate in one way or another in that sacrifice. One might say, what about Laylatul Qadr? What about Ramadan? What about the last 10 nights of Ramadan? Well, if you were to listen carefully, you would notice that when it comes to Ramadan, what is spoken about is the night. The nights of Ramadan, the last ten nights, the night of power, the night of decree, actually more correct in translation than power is decree. Because that is the night that the decree for the entire year is actually written. So it is known as qadr from taqdeer, and that is connected to your destiny. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us goodness. But when it comes to the days then these 10 days that we have just witnessed are the best days of the year. If you notice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah al-fajr takes an oath by the 10 days, and He never takes an oath by anything unless it is absolutely great and grand and extremely important. And this is why the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, There are no days of the year wherein good deeds are more loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than these 10 days. It means your prayer during the day of these 10 days is better than the prayer during the day of Ramadan. Your fast during the day here is better, more rewarding, although that one is compulsory, this is voluntary, but it's more rewarding than the fast during the month of Ramadan and like I explained, although it is voluntary. But the nights, yes, we have the month of Ramadan the night of decree is better than a thousand months. 84 odd years subhanallah My brothers, my sisters, what are we celebrating? We are celebrating something grand. Every year we come to the place where the Salah of Eid is fulfilled, the prayer is fulfilled, we listen to what happened. We speak about the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, we always speak about Ismail alayhi salam, we always speak about the sacrifice and the ram and how important it is to participate in it, etc., etc. I have chosen a path of mentioning at least one aspect every year that perhaps would motivate us to become better people so that we can deserve the celebration today. Look at the celebrations in Islam. We have two major celebrations. One known as Eid al-Fitr, which is the Eid of al-Fitr referring to the breaking of the fast. Futur, iftar, breakfast to break your fast. So when you break the fast at the end of the month, the Prophet sallallahu tells us, the one who has fasted during the month of Ramadan has two points of happiness, two occasions of happiness. One is when he opens his fast. That refers to two things on a daily basis, number one. Number two is right at the end of the month. That is the Eid. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلِتُكْمِنُ الْعِدَّةِ and Allah wants you to complete the prescribed time for fasting in Ramadan and thereafter He wants you to declare the greatness because He guided you. He guided you. So because He guided you, you must say Allahu Akbar. Allah is the greatest. Compare your lives in faith to those who don't believe. You will witness how disciplined you are. Is it not a gift of Allah? You will notice how you don't suffer the challenges of those who gamble and drink, those who are on drugs, those who have bad habits. You don't suffer those when you are closer to Allah. And subhanallah, your health has improved by the will of Allah because you are disciplined even when it comes to your eating. I encourage you, my brothers, my sisters, to become more disciplined when you eat. If you were to follow the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. Who says in كان لابد فثلث للطعام وثلث للشراب وثلث للنفس If you really would like to eat, and many of us enjoy eating, Subhanallah. Some of us live to eat, while some of us eat to live. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala grant us the better of the two. But you enjoy to eat. The Hadith says, if you really would like to eat, make sure that a third of food, a third of liquid. And the third, leave it empty. When you get up from that table, when you get up from your meal, you should have an element empty within your belly. Let's be honest. Most of us, if not all, the speakers also quite guilty. When we get up, subhanallah, do we not feel a little bit more full than that little empty portion that is supposed to have been there? Where did it go? We say, nah, that was just a dessert. My brothers and sisters, many of us, many of us, for health reasons, we are prepared to desert the desert. But we are not prepared to desert it for the sake of Allah. And the following of the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. trust me, your life will improve if you fast every Monday and Thursday. It will change. It's a sunnah. So this is the gift of Allah. Allah says, He guided you. Let's move on to what I was saying. So Allah gives you that day of Eid and, and happiness after a season of great worship. Ramadan is not a joke. Ramadan is a serious month. You stay away from food and drink. You actually participate and engage in extra acts of worship in the evenings. And it draws to a climax near the end. Subhanallah. After that, Allah says, you deserve it. You deserve what? A day of happiness. Enjoy, eat, drink. It's prohibited to fast on the days of Eid. Amazing. Thereafter, Allah gives you another season known as the season of Hajj. Or the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. The first 10. The 10th day is the climax. What happens in it? You're not allowed to fast, haram. Nobody's allowed to fast today, prohibited. You have to eat, you have to partake, you have from the food. You have to sacrifice for those who are able to, those who can manage and afford it, those who have the nisab, etc., etc. Sacrifice for the sake of Allah, Subhanahu wa Taala, and remember, go back and look at what happened. Why? Why do I have to sacrifice? People were complaining. That the Muslims, subhanallah, they are slaughtering and sacrificing millions of animals on this day. My brothers and sisters, the complaints are unfair. When we sacrifice and slaughter, we have a little portion that we eat. We have to give a portion of it to the destitute, to the to those who cannot afford, to the poor and the needy. So we must ensure that they all have a feel of what it is like to enjoy for the sake of Allah. When it comes to the huge restaurants we have across the globe, the chain stores of food, they slaughter and sacrifice. Well, it's not even a sacrifice, but they slaughter millions of animals on a daily basis. No one bats an eyelid, not an eyelid. No one says a word. But when the Muslims on one day, are doing it for the poor. If they were doing it for the rich, then people make a noise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. Go forth. People say, I don't like to participate in this. I don't want to do this." My brothers and sisters, the burgers you eat, where are they from? Don't fool yourself. The food you're having, the chicken, where did it come from? The turkey, where did it come from? Whatever else, where did it come from? Someone somehow slaughtered it. And you know what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you, be absolutely respectful. Make sure you do not allow that animal to suffer or struggle in any way, even when on a commercial level you have a huge farm perhaps. We are required as Muslims to ensure that from the birth of that animal, it is given its comfort and respect. If it is not, You might have sacrificed it correctly, but you earn a sin because of how you treated that animal. It may be halal and permissible because of the way you slaughtered it, but it is not tayyib or pure because of the way you treated it prior to that. My brothers and sisters, the one aspect I'd like to highlight today. Who was the most beloved unto Allah? Without a doubt, the answer would be the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Listen attentively. Wasn't he more loved by Allah than you and I? Who was the most loved after that? Were they not the chosen ones of Allah? Allah chooses whom He wants to be, His own messengers from the angels and from the people. Allah chooses so it proves that allah selects he selected muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam may peace be upon him then he selected all his own messengers one of them was the prophet ibrahim one of the top some of the scholars say his rank is after the prophet sallam immediately after that may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding what happened Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love Ibrahim alayhi salam so much? I tell you what, if you study his life, initially, he led a very, very lonely life, very lonely. He was on his own, he was abandoned, he was left. His own father turned against him, His, his folks turned against him, his community turned against him. That was one of the most loved by Allah. What did he have? That's the question I have for myself and yourselves. Today if a person has the best cars and houses and jobs or businesses and they're earning and so on we say oh Allah loves this man not at all it may be it may not be it's not a sign of the love of Allah that you can afford things that you have the latest that your family is all with you it could be a sign of greater love of Allah when you've been abandoned by your own people It's got to do with what you do for Allah. Ibrahim alayhi salam was thrown into the fire. They wanted to kill him, subhanallah. He was the most loved unto Allah. Not only do we say it, the Jews say it, the Christians say it, and several others say it too. The Prophet Abraham, they have a very, very high regard for him. Who was he? What did he go through? The thing he had was the preparedness to please Allah, to obey instruction of Allah. That's what pleased Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether Ibrahim alayhi salam understood his instruction or didn't, he knew that it came from him, so he did it. Today, the five daily prayers, we owe to Allah, but unfortunately, we're lazy. We want the love of Allah. The solution is in prayer. We don't even pray. We prepare and we go to work and we say, I'm going to work for 10 hours a day, but the one hour for preparation for the eternal life, we're not prepared. We're not prepared. If I ask you why do you go to work you'll say I need to put a plate of food in front of me and my family I need to earn I need to pay rent and the bills that's why I go to work how long is that going to help you for wallahi my brothers and sisters wallahi you don't even know how short term that is but we are prepared and many of us are guilty of this to sacrifice way beyond what we do for the eternal life For this temporary life. And we do that. We actually work from morning to evening. Every day the concern, the worry. How can I get fuel? Here in Zimbabwe we have shortages, mashallah, of so many things. We thank Allah for that. Why do I say we thank Allah? Some of these shortages have humbled us. They have made us interact with each other. We've spoken to people we've never spoken to for years on end. Because we need to make a plan. The owner of the petrol station, we've hated his guts for years. But now, assalamu salamu brother, how are you? Because I need 20 litres of fuel. When Allah tells you, subhanallah, to solve your problems, the day of Eid is a day of reconciliation. It's a day of forgiveness, of mercy, of love. It's a day of solving your matters. Put your pride aside. And please Allah, no, I won't. But for 20 litres of fuel, forget my pride. I'll pay, I'll come, I'll consider it an honour. The minute fuel is readily available again, we have the same problem. May Allah grant us freedom from hypocrisy. For 20 liters, I'm giving you the practical example because we're going into this, we are in it right now. For a short-term solution to our issue, we're prepared to forgo, forgive. What about Jannatul Firdaus? What about paradise? Aren't you prepared to overlook even if people look at you as a fool? So what? I pleased Allah. I don't care. That's what Ibrahim alayhi salam did. He pleased Allah. His family drove him out of the community. He went away. Who was with him? Nobody. Nobody. It is reported just his wife and his nephew. That's it. Two people. He was one of the most loved unto Allah. He went away. Two people with him. Allah actually says in the Quran, فَآمَنَ لَهُ لُوتُ Lut. Lut عليه السلام, had believed. That's it. He was one of those who followed his uncle, Ibrahim عليه السلام. Amazing. And this was the most loved unto Allah. Look at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the most loved unto Allah. What did he do? What did he have? He always pleased Allah, but initially he had nothing in terms of the material things. If Allah wanted, Allah would have kept the most beloved unto him at an age where technology was at its peak so he could enjoy a flight on an aircraft or water from a tap or electricity but none of that was given to him because Allah says that's not got to do with my love you don't have the water you don't have the electricity when I say water, I'm talking of running from a tap you don't have the motor vehicles and the aircraft but I love you the most you are you are the greatest of the children of Adam he says sallallahu alayhi wasallam,' that he is the head the leader the master of the children of Adam of human beings without pride May Allah grant us ease. So my brothers and sisters, if the pleasure of Allah and the happiness of Allah was displayed by how much Allah gave you in this world, in that particular case, we could have competed with one another. But Allah shows us, Ibrahim alayhi salam, look at his son, He decided, you know what, if Allah's commanded me, I don't understand this instruction, but I'm going to do it. With us, we understand the instructions. We're not prepared to set aside five minutes in order to please Allah. Why? I promise you at work, we are worried about what our workmates will think. People say, am I allowed to do all my prayers at the end of the day because I was too embarrassed to read my prayer at work. Perhaps they might persecute me. Wow. Tarawih only comes in Ramadan, not outside Ramadan. You can't read all your prayers at the end of the day, every day. Read your prayers on, in, on time, on the time. You can do it standing. If you cannot, you do it sitting. You read it standing or oh, if you cannot, then sitting. If you cannot, then lying down. But we don't do that. SubhanAllah. Ibrahim, alayhi salam, was he a multi-millionaire? Did he strive for this worldly life more than the bare minimum? The answer is no, he didn't. Bare minimum. I want to show you something else. One of the things happening right now is the Hajj in Mecca. Masha'Allah. May Allah make it easy for them and bring them back having accepted their Hajj safe and secure and sound. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all of us too. My brothers and sisters, there is something known as As As-sa'i. You know, the running or the walking between two mountains in Mecca, Safa and Marwa. If you look at the reasoning behind it, it was searching for sustenance, looking for something to eat or drink. Subhanallah. Today, we have to go there and engage in that act of worship. Seven rounds, just seven rounds. From one side to the other is considered one. And then we go back and again following the Sunnah of a female Hajar والسلام, who actually sacrificed to search for food to search for sustenance Allah is showing you mankind when you are on earth you will have to make a sacrifice to earn and when you when you try even when you're losing hope completely we will allow that sustenance to gush forth in a way you never imagined. Lay your trust on us and don't displease us. We are the owners of sustenance in the barren land of Makkah where it was impossible to find water. Here is a woman, desperate. She had hope in the mercy of Allah and nothing else, nothing else. Her husband left her. She was alone. Her husband left her in order to engage in the obedience of Allah to follow the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but you know what when it comes to us not only do we abandon our family members sometimes we are doing it in order to disobey Allah a man lazy lazy as he could be and he's supposed to be a breadwinner he's supposed to be earning come on don't we learn a good example from this female work hard May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant us sustenance toil work very hard and lay your trust in Allah together with hard work a day will come when against all odds sustenance will gush forth when you've made Allah your aim and you won't believe what has just happened but when you make the sustenance your aim it's not coming why عَبْدُ الدِّرْهَمِ عَبْدُ وَانْتَكَسَ وَإِذَا شِيكَ You know, at loss is the one who worships the dirham and the dinar. The one who has no principle when it comes to being pricked by a thorn, he won't be able to help himself. Why? Because the remover of that pain is Allah, not your money. Subhanallah, not your wealth. May Allah grant shifa to all those who are sick and ill, wealthy or not. Brother, I can't see the time. Can someone tell me what the time is? Can you please give me a sign when it's time up, my brother? So this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's Allah who is reminding us to say, My beloved worshippers, I'm the owner of everything. I'm a total owner. If you want something, the one way of getting it, develop a relationship with me. That's it. The problem is we are searching for the solutions of of our issues with those who don't have the solutions, they are in a problem similar to ours. They are weaker than us. They could die before us. And we were looking for them, and we were looking to them and at them to solve our problems. Next thing, the man is gone. The woman is gone. What, what does it show you? It shows you that the owner of your solutions, Allah, you want to solve your problems. There is only one way, no two ways. Develop your relationship with Allah. You have no other option. No matter who you are, what power you have, how wealthy you are, how good-looking you are, no matter how people cheer you on, a day will come when you have to leave everything and go back to Allah. What did you do for that day? That was the struggle of Ibrahim alayhi salam. That's why we have the sacrifice today. He was prepared to do for Allah without understanding what Allah was instructing him. Are you prepared? Are you prepared to do for Allah? What you understand is a requirement. If you were and if you did have the knowledge, you know when we eat halal, if you want to study why we do that, you will find the solutions, you will find the reasons. If you want to know the benefit of getting up early, sleeping early, you will find it. The non-Muslims are discovering the reasons regarding why, the meaning the Islamic rulings are in place. This is the gift of Allah. My brothers, my sisters, it is amazing. So this is the question that I would like every one of us to keep asking ourselves throughout this season, this year. What is the question? What did they have? What did the most beloved unto Allah have in terms of material issues, material belongings? What did they have? And keep reminding yourself, they had nothing. They didn't have anything. But they were the most beloved unto Allah. The most content I want to end with one beautiful reminder. Ibrahim alayhi salam got to a point where whatever he asked Allah, he was given. Whatever he asked Allah, he was given. He says, O oh Allah, this place of Makkah, and there was no one there. He says, make it such that everyone wants to come there. Don't we all want to go there? Subhanallah, dua of Ibrahim. Why? He developed a relationship with Allah. O oh Allah, I ask you to bless my offspring, to keep the deen and the prophethood in my offspring. Every prophet mentioned after him in the Quran is from his family. Nowhere else. You name them, all of them after that from his family. Why? Allah loved him too much. Subhanallah. He obeyed Allah's instruction. But Allah didn't give him, like I told you, technology that we have today, we have a lot. All that we have should actually make it easy for us. To get closer to Allah. We have the cars. We don't come to the masjid. We have the internet. We don't search the rules and regulations of the deen. Do we? If we don't, we can do better. We use it to harm ourselves. People are into bad habits, gaming, pornography, etc., etc. That's what people are into. But that was a gift of Allah. If you were to throw that phone away, some of you might be thinking, well, you can give it to me if you want to throw it away. But if you were to throw the phone away, wallahi you'd probably be in a better position in your relationship with Allah than you are right now. SubhanAllah. Be disciplined. My brothers and sisters, it's all about discipline. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our doors. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us goodness. That was the point I, I wanted to raise today to show you we have much more materially, materialistically than those who were loved by Allah. But what did they have? They had something priceless that was the relationship with Allah, which we are lacking in. So we need to, we need to, inshallah, draw the balance, inshallah. We need to develop the balance by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Life is beautiful, but it comes with challenges. Everyone has been promised that you know what? You're going to be tested. You have come here to be tested. People say, How do you know we've come here to be tested? Simple answer. You are being tested. That's why things are not happening your way. They will never happen your way because the questions of the examination are never ever determined by you. They are determined by someone else. It proves that it's an exam. The mere fact that you were born in a place and to a family you never chose is already evidence that you are in an exam. Subhanallah. Examination. If this wasn't an examination, I would have to choose where I want to be born. Subhanallah. Whether I was born at a place which had an accent that sounded exquisite or elsewhere, subhanallah, that would have been not a test because I chose. When you don't have a choice, it is a test from Allah. Allah tests you and chooses the questions. May Allah make it easy for us. At the moment, we're going through difficult times. But I want to tell you, there are our brothers and sisters across the globe. Too many places to mention going through difficulty and hardship in some cases overnight they found themselves entrapped in a way that subhanallah they don't know whether to turn left or right i can tell you my brothers and sisters we turn to allah everyone goes through issues if you think you have a problem in this country wallahi there are people in other countries who have greater problems if you have a relationship with allah you have no problem look at the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the day that there was a rumor that he was killed in one of the battles the sahaba radiallahu anhum were concerned subhanallah about him and that's it if he is okay everything else is fine but on top of that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself said oh allah if you are pleased with me i don't care what else happens i don't care let's go back to that statement oh allah if you are pleased with me and i'm going to try to please you if you are pleased with me, never mind. The rest of it will happen. It will carry on, brothers and sisters. Today is also a day of spending. Spend in the path of Allah. Sacrifice. Share with the poor, the needy. Greet the people. Make them feel well. May Allah subhanahu wa taala bless you all. Aku wa sallallahu Muhammad.